So happy new year, screen thought lovers. Another year, another chance to excel, I always say. Anyway, <laughs> 2019 is coming to a close and I'm really grateful to be here with Tim Miller from uh, the Cape Cod Times, who's the movie review critic, as well as the features editor. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me, Christine. I know. Well, here it is. We're ending a decade, and I, of course, have not been around for 10 years to really review the decade properly, so I asked him if I could talk to him about his picks from the last 10 years, and he thankfully said yes, he would be happy to walk through that, and then we're going to talk about 2019 a bit and what we both thought were the best movies from 19, but so... From the last decade, what, uh -huh. do you, what do you got for me? Well, I, I I suppose most lists are like this, an unusual mix. Okay. You know, some are very, are in a sense, kind of mainstream. And then... Wait, you say that as, a, is that a negative? I don't know. It that. isn't. But, okay. But I think... But you, we know, are, you know, it's also almost apologetic the way I know, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel, I almost feel guilty. Like, am I, you know, am I just so mainstream? I don't know. Nobody wants no, to be called it. mainstream. And yet... The mainstream could, but also, shouldn't yeah. mainstream be the goal? Yeah, that, yeah, that films <laughs> should be good enough that mainstream should be moved by it. So we're yeah. all in. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So I'll, I'll start. Maybe my favorite. This is a, a loose. Okay. Well, all these caveats aside, yes. Okay. Uh, the Descendants. Wow. I love The Descendants uh, and Alexander Payne's movie with George Clooney. I just thought it was kind of. It was. I thought it was moving. I thought it was very funny. You know, really captures sort of the struggle of a family. And uh, did you read the book? No. Huh. Too many words. Yeah, a lot of words. I was going to say that's the Doonesbury. That's by what the way, Doonesbury. I totally agree. That's one of the things where I'd rather see it on the screen, almost. You mm. know, rather than having to plow through for weeks on something like yeah. that. No, I'm only huh. kidding, though. I, yeah. you know, I. But um, you know, I mean, Robert Forster's in it in a, in a small role, but mm -hmm. he, you know, very memorable. And and I just saw great performances. Shailene Woodley, uh, yeah, I, you know, that was the first movie I saw her in, and she was great as sort of the rebellious. She's moved out more, much more independent films. She's gotten yeah. very independent about her approach to film. Yeah, yeah. I admire her. And, I do and, too. Uh, yeah. But there was something about her performance where I really thought. I mean, I'm attracted to that kind of a character anyway. My brother teases me about, oh, you you always, uh, the rebellious teens, you like them. And yeah. I do like rebellious okay. teens. So, you know, okay. so, but what year was that? 2011. 11. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. So early on in the decade, yeah. that's where you're going to go yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Now I'll go to 2016. Okay. Here's another one. Rebellious teens. Sing Street. <gasps> really? Yeah, oh I love that God. movie. Okay. It just... There are certain, my all-time favorite movie is Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Uh, I, uh, yeah, You know, course. Cameron yeah. Crowe. And my short answer for why is it makes me feel good to be alive. It just... Okay, but is that because there's a mirror of your own childhood? Absolutely. That, maybe? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I because remember, it's, yeah. I did not realize she was Goldie Hawn's daughter oh, when yeah. I saw the film. And the yeah. entire way through it, I had trouble focusing on the film because I kept thinking... Who is that girl? Like, I've seen her before, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But also, she never did another film anywhere near that good no, again. I don't think so. Isn't that wild? Yeah. As her mother, who also Cactus Flower, was, you know, she was not, yeah. you know. not Interesting, you're picking movies that did not get up right up there in the top of the Academy Award. No, I, uh, I don't yeah, worry. I don't, I don't either. Worry I don't either, that. but none the, nonetheless, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I just, you know, it's about... Look, I like rock music. I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, stuff yeah. that hits you personally yeah, or it's in, exactly. in your uh, wheelhouse. Well, yeah, it was almost famous. It was earlier than... 2000. 2000, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, otherwise that would have been my number one <laughs> far and away. I show it to my classes almost all really? the time because huh. it's sort of like... And wait, when you're showing it to your classes, what's your premise on why it's worth their watch? Because it makes me feel good to be alive, so it might make them feel good to be alive. So That's did you relate reason. to him, the sort of kid that didn't really fit I think in? It's, I think it's a celebration of writing, and I'm trying to encourage my students to write uh -huh. and to write from the heart. I'm also trying to promote consciousness as my, my main goal as in everything, as a teacher, as a critic, as anything. I mean, it might sound pretentious, but that really is what mm -hmm. it is. And I think the movie, the story is about somebody who is trying to be a person of character. And that, that comes up again and again. It's not just well, following your makes dreams. Sure he, he, you know, he gets to the fork in the road and he chooses carefully each time rather than just reacting and then looking back and going, what have I done? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and also, like, even um, there's the rock guitarist who's sort of the wild man and sort of very selfish and 
gets on the phone with the mother played by Frances McDormand, and she's like saying, there's still time for you, Russell, to become a, a person of character funny. or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And that has an impact on him. It's like it's was that, it Frances McDormand? It was. Was it McDormand? Yeah. Yeah. She huh. she played the mother. Huh. And actually, Cameron Crowe. This is going off on a tangent, but Cameron Crowe. I got to interview him when the, that movie came out, and he said that he said, you know how when you interview a, it could be a serial killer, and you write about all the horrible things they did, and then the serial killer will say, you know, why did you say my shirt was wrinkled? <laughs> Well, he said that the only thing his mother had a problem with with the movie was that she said, I would never be barefoot in the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. but I, I Yeah, just... but the nuances that you're bringing out, I didn't really see. I saw it as a dark mm. film, and it made me sad. And well, I, you know, it made me sad because there was really a lot of disregard for people in that film. Oh, yeah. And for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's an interesting choice, and I really need to marinate in it a little bit to sort of figure out where you're coming from. Mm. Because for me, it was sort of depressing, actually. You well, know, and it was yeah. also shot in black and white. It felt like it anyway. It was all at night and, you know. Yeah, no, dark, it's, it's you know. in color, but it, yeah. it, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. All right, what else you got? Let's see. Okay, here's a, here's a happy movie. Calvary. You know, it's uh, written and directed by John Michael McDonough, the brother of Martin McDonough, the playwright. And Brendan Gleeson's in it as a priest. It's this riveting... This doesn't give anything away. I don't even know this movie. Oh, it's so great. It's He's he's in the confessional. Okay. Guy comes into the confessional and he goes, I was molested by a priest years ago. And the priest who did the things to me is now dead. And... Brendan Gleeson, the priest, goes, I don't know what to say about that. He goes, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, it wouldn't do any good to kill a bad priest. I'm going to kill a good priest. I'm going to kill you. I give you one week. And he leaves. And, and he whole, has no idea who it is? That's kind of left in question because he's a priest in a very small community. And you almost get the sense that maybe he does know. Wow. And it, it's it's about him interacting with all the other people in the community. And they... It's weird because they go to are church. Are you going to tell me if he's killed in the end? I don't think I should tell you. No, you shouldn't, but are you I won't tell to? you, no. Bummer. No. Okay. <laughs> but he interacts with all these people, and so many of them just hate the church because of its abuses and that. But they kind of, their disdain is directed at him, and he's trying to be a good priest, and he's trying to be a decent decent guy. Anyway, they're... He's paying for the sins of the Father. It's very yeah, interesting. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And the, it's a movie about forgiveness. Wait, who who directed it? John Michael McDonough. Who did? Who what? also did The Guard. Oh, with I remember Brendan that. Gleason. Yeah, yeah. You know, Wait, so so why didn't it get any play? Where I mean, I don't I don't recall well, it being... It, you know, it, it's an Irish film. Yeah. It's dark. It's probably a hard sell. You know, it's an art film in a way. Hmm. Uh, but I think it's a beautiful film about forgiveness, ultimately. And Which, it, by the way, what could be better? I mean, there's nothing better than learning the craft of forgiveness, which yeah. I think is the elusive butterfly to all our lives. Oh, you know? no kidding. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just such a power. And Brendan yeah. Gleeson is so great because he's playing a character who was married uh-huh. and became a, a widower and then went into the priesthood. And he has a grown daughter hmm. who comes to visit him and, and just their relationship and she's like saying you know you you know i felt like i lost both my parents because i lost my mother and then i lost you to the priesthood and it's sort of like wow you know and it just so there's it's so layered to such i a love cliche, these choices you know the reason thing. i love these choices because they're not things i've seen 10 times each yeah it's not like the devil wears prada yeah. And so I'm going to be able to go back and sort of really take oh, a look at these. Yeah, I will watch them all. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky doing these kinds of lists. I mean, I've been... Uh, I, they're awful, but you know, but, but the ones you're coming up with are so excellent in terms of oh, taking a look. So what, what else is on there? Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay, yeah. The original, well, wait, the, the original. Swedish yeah, one. Please, with please do not rupees. go to the American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do we do that to ourselves? I know. I, I mean, I didn't mind the other ones, but they uh, to me they the just point. paled they, compared to the original. Exactly, they didn't belong there. 
by the way, and have you seen her in other things? I mean, yeah. that woman is unbelievable in terms of oh, her acting capability. Huh? Oh, I know. Yeah, she really choice. is. But that now, movie... did you like the follow-up movie? I mean, did you like the... Yeah, I think as they went along, they became a little more conventionalist thrillers. I still like them a lot, but I, I didn't think they touched the first one. I also think that has to do with the writer of the novels. Yeah. That, and one of the reasons I think that happens in trilogies like that is the first novel is always written and rewritten and rewritten. Mm. And then once it does well, then the yeah. the author gets to go and do the second one. Yeah. And I don't think they're ever, you know, ever as good as, yeah. as the others. So but well, I like that It could that also yeah. be that the main thrust of that story is sort of like, okay, well, we've established the character. We've established her mm-hmm. rage. Yeah. What are we going to do? Come up with a, you know, yeah. I mean, she's not going to change a lot. I mean, so... But also the first one meanders a little bit, meaning I thought the cinematography in the first one, in the Dragon Tattoo, was stunning. Mm. And it also really helped you to decipher the mystery of what was going on. So there's a lot more panning of roadways and things like that. And to me, that helped me with the film. Mm. It made the impact when there was this action so much stronger. I think the whole thing was done better. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, what else? Blue is the warmest color. Did you see that? No. It's a French film. It's about a, a young woman who gets involved with another woman, an older, not much older, but a somewhat older woman who's a painter it's interesting we had a conversation in the boston film critic somebody was talking about one of the movies from this year portrait of a woman on fire which by the way has made it to the golden globe yeah i I, also directed by a woman by the way yeah exactly and that and a very good movie but he was saying that he thought that was a better movie than blue is the warmest color because he thought blue is the warmest color objectified women so I'm like, oh, man, i got to do a gut check on this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is that My true? answer to that, had I been there, would yeah. be, and your point? Yeah. So what? In yeah. other words, what, what you know, objectifying women is an important part of film because it helps me to recognize it and to walk away from it. Mm. You know, hiding the fact that that is part of our day-to-day life is silly. You know? Yeah. Well, um, I think what his point might have been that it, in dealing with a lesbian relationship, is blue is the warmest color, is that more trying to appeal to male fantasies of lesbian relationships, or is it presenting it oh, more that, realistically? No, that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. Did I don't you, know if Did that's you see true. the series Unbelievable? I haven't yet. Okay, you will, though. I really want to, yeah. I think, what's her name, Caitlin Dever is uh, a wonderful yeah, young actress. Yeah. And, well, they're all amazing. Yeah. But the most important part of it is there's a number of rape scenes in mm. there. And what they're, the way she did it is she does it from the point of view of the woman being raped. And all you see is like two second flashes, what her eye is seeing as the guy's coming and doing it, you know. And when she was questioned about it in an interview, the director said, I didn't want to put out rape porn for rapists. She said, I think rapists go to film and they watch rapes on film. And I was damned if I was going to do rape porn. So I wanted to do it in a way that was not going to let them get off. Right. And by the way, it's brilliantly done. And so you can do it. You can, you know, so I think, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know if that was sort of appealing to a side of me that, you know, I don't know, but to me, it, it just felt like a very bold, intimate look at a human being i will watch that as well yeah, yeah. i'd yeah. love to know what you think yeah of that. i will i will let you know also anybody let us know and we'll definitely you know make sure he knows what you think so. yeah youth another uh, italian yeah. Yeah. Uh, film by uh, paulo sorrentino who is sort of it's sort of this could be a backhanded compliment and i don't mean it that way but he's sort of a modern fellini his movies tend to resemble, like he did one movie called The Great Beauty was sort of like his version of La Dolce Vita. Youth is more his, it has shadings of eight and a half. Hmm. But I think he's a, uh, I think he's a master in his own right. Just Has he uh, done anything since? I think he had a new movie out like in the past year, but I'm not, I'm, I'm uh-huh. not sure. I haven't seen it. Youth is the most recent one I've seen of his. And I, I just loved it. it uh, Michael Caine and plays a, an aging conductor and Harvey Keitel's in it. Um, oh, I did. You know what? I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Dano. Uh, Jane Fonda has yeah, a small role in it. Yeah, she has a small role in it. But, yeah. but uh, enough. I think she's really his daughter it. or something. 
No, that's Rachel Weiss. Okay. Jane Fonda plays, I think, like a former colleague or something. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen oh. it, but it, just a you know, fascinating movie. Okay, now uh, a movie from the other McDonough brother. I, I had Calvary. This is three billboards outside oh, Evans. Yeah. Which, Missouri. by the way, I loved, and everybody who listens to our podcast will remember that O'Toole hated it. Hated it. Really? Hated the ending, hated the whole thing, felt yeah. it was gratuitously violent. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, people had a visceral reaction. Yeah. I loved it. Either you loved it or you hated yeah. it. Okay. I loved it. I'm with you. Now, you thought she was amazing. I thought everyone was amazing. I thought Sam Rockwell's character, like a lot of people, I think, thought that the movie should have been more anti-racism or something. I mean... I, Again, I, I, I think movies have got to stop being what's politically correct. And I know. Just start being, yeah. It's like, okay, it, I mean, it, it wasn't promoting racism. You're supposed to be appalled by his behavior. Right. But it's showing that somebody that's that corrupted still has opportunities for some kind of redemption. But it's gray. Huh. You know, it's, it's yeah. and I love that. I I love Sam Rockwell in that movie. and But uh, did you Francis find Bacon. the resolution or the non-resolution yeah. okay with you? In other words, there is a thing, you know, that in film that you have to resolve the, yeah. the, the conflict and you have to give me an ending that lets me sleep that night and yeah. not worry about what happened. Yeah. And... I did think O'Toole had a very good point that it was like, whoa, you can't end that here. How yeah. dare you? But on the other hand, they have every right to end it, whatever. Well, I, I get I get yeah. that. I think that in this case, I think they're saying, well, we'll talk about it on the way, whether we're going to kill this guy. I don't think they're going to kill the guy. I think that by saying that, they, they know they're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, but they also didn't know who did do it. Like, yeah. I, you know, there were a lot of things that weren't resolved that I thought were right. difficult to handle. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And huh. probably, probably they weren't ever going to find out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love that that movie and Manchester by the Sea. Oh. You know, oh. it just it's such an exploration of pain, and I mean, I thought uh, Casey Affleck was heartbreaking, but I really thought Michelle Williams as his ex-wife, and uh, just the just like there was one scene where they meet on a street and and just the pain that she expresses just i could just feel it you know and just uh, yeah well she is amazing and yeah. she's had pain yeah you know she's had that kind of suffering she has already been through i mean the yeah. father of her child yeah died of a drug overdose yeah. you know so i i can understand how she was able to tap into that but i think whatever she does is a way of some sort of catharsisism for her. I just feel like she picks these roles that are grueling to go through, you know, and that was another one. And the other thing is, it used to be, when films came out, we didn't know anything about actors. We didn't know anything about Hollywood. So you went to the film and you just saw the film and you saw the characters they were playing. So the human beings that they are never got in the way. And unfortunately for me, just before I saw that film, it turned out that Casey Affleck had uh, a lot of issues, yeah. which I found, I it definitely, I think his performance was outstanding, but I was really unable to stomach it knowing what I knew, yeah. you know, so it's hard. I know, I, I that's all, boy, we could do a whole show I know, on that, I know, because I, I, know. I have... Uh, but I don't know that I like that I know all these things. In other words, yeah. I don't go to the film to know you as the per. it's sort of like, I remember my ex-husband and I used to buy a lot of art, and sometimes the gallerist would say, we had a chance to meet Lucian Freud in London. You oh, know, wow. I yeah, love I, lo- I love his. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of drawings of his. I wow. love Lucian Freud. And she was like, well, why don't we go and you can meet him? And he was like, I don't want to meet him. Like, why would I want his? Wow. What if I don't like him? You know, like, in other words, why yeah. would I want him to intercede into how I view the, the yeah. art? And I feel that way a little bit about film. I liked it better when they were a little more mysterious and I yeah. didn't quite know what they thought about everything in the That's world. That's very interesting. Know? Yeah. Isn't it good? Yeah. I like, I, I like knowing, but I, uh, it's certainly. <laughs> I do too, but I wish I, but I yeah, don't think it helps sometimes. me in the film. Yeah. You know? yeah. I know one former student of mine who's a film critic now, she will not see a Woody Allen movie. And I respect her so much yeah. for her reasons. But also, I that whole thing, well, let's not even get off on that, other than for me to say that I find it very hard to convict somebody when I don't know. Right. Yeah. All right. It's a problem for me. Right. Yeah, me too. By me the way, too. I believe her sometimes. Sometimes I, I mean, I don't know whether I believe that one or not. But, I mean, I think there's really, really strong positions on both sides. But 
I don't want it interfering with what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I know. It's sort of like, okay, so yeah. you're never going to see Chinatown because it was directed by Roman Polanski. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, where do you draw the line? Yeah. And, and you draw, I'll tell you where you draw the line. Roman Polanski doesn't get to make a movie in this country. Mm. That's where you draw the oh, line. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, until he serves time. But would you see think, the, the uh, pianist? Yes, or, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you, so you still respect the yeah. art. You don't yeah. have to respect the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So. All right, well, now we solved that problem. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Boy, if only the world I know. would listen I don't to know us. why I can't run everything. It just makes so no sense to me. I got one more for okay, you for more. the decade. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, wow. there's a mainstream one. Yeah, I like this combination of everything. Yeah, I just thought And it of was, all of them, yeah. I loved it. And I didn't love all the others. Yeah. So, and part of it was her. What's her name? Zoe Saldana. Yes. Yeah. That, it's something about her... I thought it was excellent yeah. the way I, you know, she carried, in my mind, she carries all the other flimsy, you know, things all around, around her, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was really, I really just, good. yeah, I just thought it just, I just thought it was really funny and having seen so many, I mean, I don't dislike superhero 20, movies, maybe but, 30, there's so many. I know. I mean, they just dominate everything. Yeah. Well, you know, it's about the dollars, you know? Well, sure. Yeah. But it's it, but this one was like, okay. Let's not take it so seriously. Let's just have fun with it, you know. And I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, really, really, so, really good. So I yeah, really excellent. That. I love your choices. That's oh, great. Thank you. All right, now we're gonna quickly try. We, we're running out of time, but we're okay. gonna quickly go to 2019. Okay. Okay. I thought we'd just go back and forth a little bit. Sure. Okay, I'm going to start with Just Mercy, which you haven't seen yet, right? I haven't seen that okay, yet. Okay, you've got to see it. You okay. will be seeing it, right? I will. Okay, and it's there were a lot of racist movies out this year, but to me, I'm going to pick that as the best one. It's a true story based on a true story, and it's about, you know, the guy who started Project Innocence? He uh, is, it's his story about the first cases that he took care oh, of, okay. and Jamie Foxx is in it. And he really does a very good job, but it's also just really well done on so many levels. So I, I definitely start well, definitely with, uh, we'll with just, yeah, just Mercy. What about you? 1917. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Yeah, I just think it's uh, it's my favorite movie of the year. Really? Uh, so far. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe something at the last minute, or maybe I'll change my mind on okay, something. Okay, you could but, do that. But right but now, yeah. I think it's important to note, 1917 was shot... What he did was he shot it consecutively. Did you know about this? So the the director wanted the, these two men have to go and find yeah. somebody to save the war, right? I, I don't know, you know, whatever, right? Or they have to save to a, save a thousand a people yeah. or whatever. So okay. it's their journey through the war zone to find this person, and he, he wanted the audience to experience the journey the way these guys were. So what they did was he shot it consecutively, meaning. It never goes from one scene to another. You're seeing their entire journey without interruption. And in order to do that, when he stopped filming, if he stopped filming at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the sun was at a certain point, he had to pick it up from that exact same point. They put markers down with the sun in the exact same place. And if it was raining one day and it wasn't raining the next, then they had to wait till it rained. I mean, shooting this yeah. thing was a nightmare. It's never been done before. Yeah. So there's two and a half hours. Yeah. So did you notice that when you were Oh, yeah. Reading? No, the, the effect is sort of like Hitchcock's rope, where the effect is that it's all one continuous shot. But you can tell where there are some cuts, yeah. like there's an explosion, and it's like, okay, that's where they made one cut, right, you know, right. things like that. And one of the reasons why I loved it, maybe the main reason, is exactly what you talked about, that the idea that, I mean, I, I wasn't in, I didn't go to war. Mm -hmm. You know, I just missed Vietnam. You know, just missed. Lucky you. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And whereas my father fought in Korea, right. and he would tell me stories, and I was this sarcastic, jerky kid. And, yeah. and in retrospect, it's like, man, I can't believe he put up with me. He yeah. had experienced so much more as a young man than I had, sure. and I thought I knew it all, you know. And I have so much respect for people that have gone through that. So there was a you know filmmaker, Samuel Fuller, he said the the way to make the most realistic war movie would be to shoot bullets from the back of the screen at the audience. <laughs> and Well, that's exactly what he's trying to do with this yeah. film. And, and, and does it and, work? And it's sort of like like Spielberg with the the opening of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Right. My dad said, that's as close as I've seen in a movie to being what it's really like. And this movie, you are you feel like you're experiencing it with them. I mean, we're experiencing it without the danger of, mm -hmm. of getting killed. But it almost honors what they're doing. 
by putting us right there and making us feel it. And so I not only enjoyed the movie, you know, but I uh, respected it too for what it Isn't did. Isn't it amazing that war movies still work? Yeah. I mean, if you think about that, how many war movies have you seen in a lifetime? I know. And here you are, and it's, you know, 2019, you're picking as your t- one of your top 10 movies of the year, a war movie. I'm, yeah. I just think that's extraordinary yeah. that after all this time, war movies still work. You know, it's interesting. Well, I think part of it is just humans are, we're such slow learners. You know, it's like, a, again, when I'm talking to my class, I'll tell them about like, you know, I'll show them Birth of a Nation, the right. D.W. Griffith and go, can you believe this? You know, no. the, the Ku Klux Klan, they're the good guys in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the happy ending is them stopping African Americans from voting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the the... Just like war, I mean, racism is insane. Yeah. I mean, and we're and you still see it. We're well, still you, making movies, like you said. There were a lot of movies about racism yeah. this year. I mean, well, remember, when are we going to Green evolve? Book in two thousand eighteen? Yeah. And by the way, and it was new. I mean, the, what's also amazing to me is there's so many stories to tell. No. They were not repeating the same story right, over and over right. again. I mean, that's pretty yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with the two popes. Uh, okay. Did you? No. I did see it, and there's you another one about forgiveness. No. Okay. There's another one about forgiveness, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, well, the other thing is it, we're living in a world now where we can't converse with each other anymore. Yeah. So, you know, either you agree with me or you're the enemy. Right. Okay, now these two popes, and this is the first time in history that two popes are alive at the same time, they dislike each other intensely, and I think they show us how to do it. Yeah. And how to... Stand your ground. For me, I have trouble standing my ground. You know, I am, uh, you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm from the left wing, you know, as far left as you can get at this point, although I didn't used to be. I mean, I voted for Nixon. I voted for Bush the first time when he became a felon with Cheney. I didn't the second time. But, you know, I'm not somebody who really has a party, but but I have strong, strong views. And so watching that, I knew they disliked each other intensely. And Mm. I think they did a brilliant job of showing this country how we can possibly walk a road together moving forward, you know. I thought, it was, I thought it was such a lesson. And also, when you put those two actors together, oh hello. Gosh. And Anthony Hopkins, we haven't seen him in five or seven years. Yeah. You know, I mean, I miss my Hannibal Lecter, so I, I had to go I actually with... got to interview... I realized as I was watching it, hey, wait a minute, I've interviewed both of those guys. Oh, you have? Yeah. <laughs> which, one, which one did you like better? Well, Anthony Hopkins, it was on the phone. Okay. And I only had about 10 minutes, although he gave me a great interview. It was right when Hannibal? Silence of the Lamps yeah. came out. yeah. It was really funny because on the phone he's like, "Hello." <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, no. He has a great, a great sense of humor that way. Yeah, he <laughs> he has that humor of he would play that. He would yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, oh my god, I'm talking. Yeah, about. and it's like, okay, yeah. thanks. I'm so glad you're not in my room. Okay. Yeah. And his counterpart, the other pope. What did you think? Yeah, he, he was it? he was a very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he was he he was in a movie called Carrington. Sure. And he was really good, but he he was uh, you know yeah very nice. Okay, what's your next? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, the souvenir. Okay, I did uh, directed not see by a it. woman, Joanna. Okay, Hawk. yeah, but I've read about it. I know what it yeah. is. Yeah. So it's about a film student. It stars Tilda Swinton's daughter, and Tilda Swinton's in it also. Wow. But Tilda Swinton's daughter plays a. I think it's an autobiographical film. Huh. So based on Joanna Hogg, the director, and her name's Honor Swinton Byrne, and she's a film student who is trying to. You know, she's young and, and trying to find her way and as an artist. And she gets involved with this guy who's kind of mysterious. And he's played by Tom Burke, who's just great, too. And in some ways, this is the kind of movie where the less you know, the better. Wait, but it's wait, essentially wait, about their relationship. What? I, I'm trying to remember because uh, someone mentioned it to me just recently. But he is so good in it. Uh, and she is, too. But it's just... You know, it's sort of about the nature of art and, you know, evolution. This is so great because you're giving me so many films that I haven't seen to go see. Oh, good. You know, for me, is very unusual. So this, you know, it's kind of, you know, downbeat, which kind of um, bothers some people, but uh, I like downbeat, so... I'm going to go with Hearts and Bones. Did you see it? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you one you must see. It's about a photographer behind a war zone who takes pictures who suffers from what he's seen, yeah. okay? He takes a bunch of pictures of a village being slaughtered 
uh, I think it's during Bosnia, or no, maybe it's somewhere in Africa, but at any rate, and somebody comes and asks him, he's doing a big show, and this guy comes and says, please don't show these pictures, because I'm in them. Anyway, it's the friendship that they put together, it's this, this huge reveal that is, you're shocked, you're out of your mind shocked, but it shows the horror of it all. Yeah. And that, you know, you know, cause you know how like National Geographic and there's always the, the 10 best pictures of the year. And three of them are these tragic pictures yeah. of war zone where there's a kid standing there clearly orphaned by everybody dead around her. Yeah. I mean, we look at these pictures and we look at them as art and the truth is they're real life and it's just hearts and bones. I saw it at the Hampton film festival yeah. I thought it should have won the festival, but it was shown at the Southampton Theater, which is way out of the way. Nobody ever goes there. I happened to go, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm, I'm, I'm begging people to go see Hearts and Bones. Great. And it's not going to get distribution, I'm sure. It's an indie film, but you can see it, and you should. It's really, really I know. amazing. Some yeah. of the best movies I've seen have been like at, at film festivals that never, never got distributed. Well, it's funny because I think more and more some of the streaming services, certainly Apple yeah. TV is going to start picking them up. And yeah. To our, our, all our benefit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what else you got? Let's see, I've got one called Waves. Oh, yeah, loved it. Oh, good. I saw it at the Hampton Film Festival. Yeah, wasn't that powerful? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, Another black film, though. You know, it's a you know, yeah. racial, racial situation. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It sort huh. of, it reminded me a little bit of the TV show Euphoria, but it, it um, and actually one of the stars from Euphoria is, is in it, but it, it it's much different, too. It, it, but, yeah, the, again... It's about forgiveness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I see a theme here, but 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 that's the ultimate goal of everything. So yeah. of course, you know why wouldn't it be? Yeah. But it just and and I love the way in in keeping with the title, the way it just shows how in life, just how the effects that that people have on other people, and just how it it just people are touched in various ways by what happens to other people, and and it's sort of. You know, some people survive things much. People who are in similar situations, some survive and some don't. And I think it it, it does a really good job of, of depicting that. Well, too. and also, you know, it's all about family. Right. Yeah, and family, for me, what is always shocking to me is, you know, you have three... I have two sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay, and while, you know, the age difference between the three of us is six years overall, mm-hmm. our experience of difficult times in our childhood resulted in very different adulthoods. Mm, And it's always shocking to me that you can live through the same exact experience and everybody says, well, you're different ages. I don't, I just think it's also a sense of who you are. And I think that Waves really shows the differential of different people experience things different ways and you have to come from your own experience and not judge everybody else's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, great uh, choice. I didn't think of it, but great choice, yeah. Have you seen Clemency? No, not okay. yet. I have it. Yeah, I haven't uh, you seen know, it I don't yet. even need to talk about it that much. But again, it's a story that's been told over and over and over again. But it's another twist to it, and I really liked it. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. So, what else do you have? Um, let's see, Downton Abbey. I, I hate you. I hated that film. You did? Oh my god! <laughs> talk about telling too many stories at one. It was like every single character had to have their own story plot line. Therefore, we had to shove all that into two and a half hours. And I was like, my mind was spinning. Yeah. And I were you thought a fan it was, of the show? Yes, I loved the show. But, but the show meandered. The show every hour. Yeah, you had to take your time. And here he did. He took all of those characters yeah. from. Four seasons yeah. or however many series, yeah. and they each had to have a beginning, middle, and an end of their own plot line in this film. And I was like, "You have ruined the beauty of uh, Downton Abbey." But you <laughs> see, I thought that Everybody, some, I thought I the some of the did. characters didn't like, you know, Bates. I I didn't think did get that much, or or that I thought they were selective in in who they decided to focus on, like giving more play to some characters than others. And I liked that about it. So. I guess we saw a different movie as well, far as Well, by the way, goes. I don't know anybody who felt the way I did. Every other really? person I ever met has loved it the way you did. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I don't I don't know anybody who's loved it like I Now, I have you that. ever seen a series that's come to the screen as a film that worked? Because, you know, generally I wasn't expecting to feel strongly, positively yeah. toward it. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's a great question. And offhand, no, because like... 
the Avengers, the yeah. one with, um, you know, the Emma Peel Avengers. Yeah. What, Sarah oh, Jessica horrible, Parker. What was, remember, that, remember the series that she and the girls were in? Oh, um, yeah, Sex and the City. Sex and the City, movies, terrible movies. The yeah, one. exactly. Oh, my, oh my God, horrible. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't, I didn't have high expectations. Yeah. And I do love the clothes, so that's always, yeah. you know, that's always positive. But I saw it with, you know, with friends who loved the series as much as I did. And yeah. I was the only one who didn't like it. So yeah. I think maybe I might be the problem. Nah, I can't be. Yeah. Doubt it. Hard to believe that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put two together, the report and marriage story. Okay. Okay, why am I putting, did you see the report yet? I haven't seen the report yet. I have seen marriage story. Is Adam Driver the... Yes, that's the common denominator. Adam Driver can do anything. (laughs) Oh, and to see them back to back. I saw them both back to back. I saw them at the Hampton Film Festival. Yeah. And... It's sort of like, what a year this guy, he, you know, can he win it twice? Well, uh, and he was also in Star Wars. Oh, he was. Is he, is he, isn't he like a Darth Vader pair, person yeah. in it? Yeah. yeah. It, is it a hard role? No. Well. I've always felt he, that. He's emotional. He's, he's conflicted. Yeah. Well, in, in that, I think that's his natural state. Yeah. But I've always felt that there should be, that the Academy Awards or the Golden Globes or any of these things, there should be a degree of difficulty. Yeah. You know, and so if the degree of difficulty in the role is 3.0, then you get more points than if it's 1.0. Yeah, I gotcha. And, you know, Adam Driver in the report, the marriage story is a much harder role for Adam Driver than the report. Mm. But he's very, very good in both. But Mm. the degree of difficulty in the report is much less Mm. than the degree of difficulty in a marriage, the marriage story. But God, he's such a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wasn't a big fan of Marriage Story. I, I mean, I didn't. I gave it three. Wait, you know what, the, Tim? I I think I'm pretty sure you have a great marriage. From what I, you know, I don't know you that I well. Do. Okay, no offense. Because of my wife, not okay, because of okay. me. Okay. <laughs> That's probably why you have a great marriage. Because you don't think you did have anything to do with it. But she would probably say the same thing at mm. any rate. I think anybody who's been through a bad separation like that yeah. and divorce. It was an extremely cathartic experience to get the humor in it and also, though, to get the love. Yeah. Like, you know, to see that love can go bad and, you know, all along the way as they're making these bad choices, you want to shake them and say, wait a minute, you're you're misinterpreting that. You yeah. know, you need to read, read the four agreements or something. Yeah. yeah, And so from everybody I know who's divorced and had a difficult divorce, they loved it. And everybody I know who didn't was like, I, I didn't move yeah. me. Yeah. So maybe- I think, you know, I think I, I definitely, it's a funny thing because you have to kind of, uh, certainly in reviewing movies, you want to, it's a joke, the idea that there's any kind of objective opinion. I mean, that's an oxymoron. Why anyway. would you want to be objective? Yeah. Yeah. But there's no, so, but, but you do, in fairness, you want to be as honest and fair to a movie. And so you have to check you know, do a gut check a lot of times. So, and I think you're onto something about marriage story. So many people it affected and were so powerfully moved. And I, you know, I'm not an applause meter, so I, I don't, I, I don't mind going against the the tide, just like you with Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're kidding that you know, good for you that you didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I mean, but so, so I don't have a problem disagreeing with everyone, but. In that case, I, I think you're onto something. I do think that because people... And lucky for the film, most people in America have had, had <laughs> you know, Not lucky for America, but whoever yeah. wrote it had a real understanding of how you can just take a wrong term every yeah. single well, time. Well, Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. okay, a director who was married to an actress. Okay, hello. And they had yeah. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that was obvious from the yeah. get-go, yeah. yeah. Although... He, both of them were very quiet about that, but yeah. still, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, did you? Th- what did you think of Scarlett Johansson in it, though? She's going to be up all over yeah. the place. I thought she was good. Uh, you know, I, 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 I've got to be honest. Even Adam Driver, there were a couple scenes that I, I was moved by, but I'm not the huge fan of Adam Driver that a lot of people I are. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and it if just... he were better looking, I think he'd be a Harrison Ford. Yeah, I really? think he'd be a leading man that every woman well, wants to sleep with. Well, he is becoming a leading man. Well, but, you know, but... not the kind that women want to sleep with, though. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, he's not going to get the roles that Harrison Ford's yeah. gotten. 
you know. Yeah. Um, Random Hearts, for example, you mm. know. Good. Lucky that he's not going to be offered that me, role. I really like that film. You did? Yes, I did. Oh, man. And actually, the author, the book author, Warren Adler, I don't uh-huh. know. Okay. I interviewed Warren Adler and did a podcast with him. He passed away about three months ago. Yeah. I love Warren Adler. Oh, make me feel guilty for not liking the movie. Okay, he hated that movie. And <laughs> he, he was very open about it. In fact, he when it was reviewed in the New York Times, he went in and said, poorly cast. You know, Harrison Ford should never have gotten the role. They changed wow. the... Like he, anyway, he's sort of an ornery... He was an ornery guy. When I told him that I liked it so much better than War of the Roses, he was beside himself. You wow. know? Like, I think he was going to throw me out, but I knew, his, <laughs> I knew his son, he couldn't. Anyway, so I think Marriage Story is really a personal thing. Yeah. But Scarlett Johansson, I think that her best role was the horse whisperer. Yeah, I do. I, You know, when she was sort of innocent and didn't have this mm. thing she does with her body that says... You know, aren't I sexy? Mm. You know, like, it's just something about her mm. that irritates me on the screen. And uh, I like but, her, but I... I, I but in this role, I actually yeah. liked her better than mm. I usually do, so... Mm. Okay, what do you have? What's next? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I had Little Women. Okay. Well, we've already I, talked about I that. I know. And now it's... We've already published about that uh, last week. Yeah. So... Well, I'll give you another one. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, Excellent. I just... The... Um, I didn't know. I, I mean, I was amused by it. Did you see parts. Lena? Did you notice Lena Dunham in it? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. Now she plays one of the groupies, and she. Oh is, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And when she comes, I'm in thinking, the Manson, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Really, she's the Manson family. Yeah, I thought it was brilliantly done. I just, yeah. I, I thought and I'm not a fan generally, so I was Tarantino. surprised. Yeah, yeah. The the ending, which I won't give away. I think away. he's egomaniacal in yeah. the way he approaches film. And I think he doesn't trust his audience, so he overtells me the story. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, he certainly overkill is. <laughs> literally. Well, and that's gratuitous. Some of it's gratuitous it violence is, yeah. that it's sort of meant to hurt me in some way. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, some... it's sadistic. There, There's a sadistic edge to his movies. I never thought about that. But the it's very not, yeah. end, it, it just. It's brilliant. Yeah. I just found so moving. For that. Some movies, the very end sometimes just redeems a movie. And for me, that's what happened with that movie. It was shot by Robert Richardson, who's from The Cave. Oh, huh. Robert Richardson's a wonderful cinematographer. Huh. Um, has won several Oscars. What else has he done? He works with Scorsese a lot. Mm-hmm. He did Platoon for Oliver Stone. I just wish Scorsese would turn the lights on. <laughs> Every single thing he shoots is in the dark. It's like, I can't see you. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah dark material. Yeah, you know? well, he's, yeah, he's but he doesn't have to shoot it in the dark. <laughs> I'm going to put down Book Smart. Ah, oh, good choice. Is it? I think it's a really I good th- choice. I think I stuck it in there to be sort of like Book Smart, as in, you know, where's Waldo? What doesn't belong on this yeah. list? But, you know, I saw it with a millennial who really talked me into understanding the brilliance of it. Mm. And I also thought it was a really good film for for young girls. And in today's world where we have all these people buying their kids way into into school, Mm. into colleges, I just thought this is a really good film to sort of show, you know, doesn't, you know, where, have you ever noticed, like, I have friends, I went to University of Nebraska. I have friends who went to Harvard. Somehow, in the first five minutes of every conversation when you meet them, you find out they went to Harvard, you know, and you want to say to them, is that the pinnacle of your life that you bring it up at the beginning of every, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we as Americans sort of elevate that Ivy moment. And I thought Booksmart really put it in its place in a good way. And I think the act. In a good way. Yeah. I mean, it it used humor. Yeah. Because they're, they're so... They're like, wait a minute! You mean all of our classmates who have been goofballs are also going to good, <laughs> yeah, good schools exactly. out of this half? Exactly. Yeah. No, that was a, a very funny movie, and the two leads were great. Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, right. What else do you have? Joker. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. Do I have to see it? Yes, you should. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because it's of disturbing. his performance, it's very unsettling. Uh, He's going to get nominated for everything, or so I'm. He what? He is. Yeah. But a lot of people. You know, there's been a lot of. His process is a little crazy. Well, he's very, yeah, I mean, he's very method. You think? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I'm not yeah. sure what the method is, but I get it. He okay. just becomes the character, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, I thought, you know, it's one of those things where people are gonna, probably either going to love it or hate it. Not love it where, I mean, it's so unsettling. 
It's very right, I'm writing it down right now. I'm going to go. I think you should see it. Okay. Do you think many people did see it? I don't even know how its performance was in the box office. I think it's made like, worldwide, I think it's made like a billion dollars. Oh, and don't even talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah, whereas the Little Women will probably make 200 million, whatever. I think it's going to do real well. What do you think about Judy? I loved Renee Zellweger. She's very good. Loved her in it. Yeah. I actually, I like Rufus Sewell in it too. What's his name? Boyfriend, yeah. Our ex-husband. Yeah. Sid Luft. I thought the, it was sort of like a TV movie, though, where, I mean, a, a great showcase for her performance, but... I think they could have cut out ten scenes. They yeah. had the same scene over and yeah. over again. Yeah, But I, I had to put it on the list because I feel like when you have a performance like that, mm. you just have to acknowledge it. You yeah. know, it's like, it was, you know, she was actually brilliant, and she yeah. hasn't been on the screen in seven Not years. Not that much, no. Yeah, why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. You know, the the whole thing with when she had the um, apparent plastic surgery. and well, That and, didn't go so well. Yeah. And yeah just, by the way, that's true yeah. for a lot. Some of the women of that generation. I've actually just finished a book that we were talking about in terms of a, of a screenplay. And we're saying who could play the role. And the woman is 66 years old. Yeah. And it was like, so we looked up all the actors, actresses that were 66 but they all look 40 because yeah. they've all had so much work done. Yeah. You know, Meryl Streep hasn't. You know, Glenn yeah. Close hasn't. But yeah. it's interesting because what's wrong with this generation of women? I promise you there'll be roles for you. You've got to stop doing this. And if you're going to do it, go somebody who can knows what they're doing. Well, oh, the, thing, awful. The, the sad thing is in the past there haven't been roles for very many older women. I understand and, that. I, look, I mean, I, it's just yeah. so unfair. It's still... I remember I interviewed Mary Stuart Masterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... By the way, she, amazing actor. I know. Yeah. And, of course, she t- she was turning 30 when I talked to her, and she was concerned about how that was going to affect her career and her choices. How sad 30. is that? Isn't that sick? Did it affect And it? sure enough, yeah. Did, yeah. I mean, how much have you seen her? No, I haven't seen her at she all. She had a TV show. That, uh, she's uh, Now she occasionally pops up on TV. But she's she is a great actress. How, is she 60 now? She, no, she was born uh, 66. So yeah, she's, she's like, no, she's 50s. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's just... It's so it's so wrong. So I I I know why they do it, but I just it it breaks my heart. It does me too. You know, I mean, Renee Zellweger, she has such a distinct. Appearance. Well, Meg Ryan was the first to oh, really yeah. blow it. Yeah. That girl, she had a look, the girl next door look. Yeah. It could have aged gracefully. Yeah. And you know what? She couldn't. No one could hire her. She just looked. She didn't look like a person anymore. Yeah. It was just terrible. It's sick. Yeah, it's terrible. Sick. Okay, what else do you have? Parasite. Ah, yeah. Did yes, you like that? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's yes. it's just, it's so unusual. Yeah. You know, and, and just the idea of what it's saying about, like you were saying about movies about race where, and yet there's so many different stories, so many ways yep. into it. The idea of class differences and when I, in, in the context of a thriller and, and, and how it shifts gears from sort of almost a comedy to something much darker and... A really fascinating You know what movie. was interesting to me is a lot of people who I talk... That's the film people are talking about yeah. a lot. And they keep saying... People open up with the same line. It's an important film. Yeah. And so then I say to them, why is it an yeah. important film? Because that, to me, if a film's going to be important, it better tell me something. It better unveil something yeah. that I didn't know. Yeah. It will help me be better next time. Yeah. And so I don't... I don't see it as an important film, yeah. but I saw it as a film that was profound, you know, mm. so I really liked it. Yeah, I that's think it's a, a good re- you know, That's a really interesting observation, though, about the important film, because one thing I run into a lot are movies where, like, for example, Harriet. Yeah. Harriet Tubman. Yeah. By the way, I, I felt like I was obligated to see that film. That's right. Okay, but again, they took way too long to tell the same story right. over and over again. Right. Yeah. Great I mean, performance. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. But it it was like, I'm sort of of two minds with a movie like that. I think it's an important movie because, sadly, a lot of people don't know who Harriet Tubman is. That can't be true. No, it's true. Trust me. But they learned it in first grade. Uh, no? Well, I think a lot of them forget. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that, you know, I and I don't, I don't, you know, it's not like, oh, well, 
you know, I don't want to insult. Yeah, but can I say it's like, like Susan that, B. Anthony, not to take it, and please don't, I can hear the emails coming in already. Click, 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 click to my inbox. There's five or ten women, historically, that constantly are brought up as the women of our historical yeah. context. Yeah. Susan B. Anthony, you know. Um, and it's sort of like, I'm more interested in the obscure women yeah. that are, so, you know. And Harriet yeah. Tubman is one of the people who I thought was part of that top ten group that yeah. is in everybody's woman of, you know. But, her but there st- hasn't been a movie about her, I don't think. Or at least a feature Okay, but film. here's the thing. I, I learned in the movie that I didn't know in real life. And it upset me and it was... I had no idea that the first time she went back was to get her husband, mm. who she didn't think could survive if he left when she did, which I, just as a feminist, I thought that's really an interesting concept. <laughs> I'm going to run away from slavery and you're who are already free can't come with me because I don't think you can make it. It's too yeah, rough to do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, I get back and I miss you so much. I'm going to go back and get you because now I know I can lead you out. She goes back, and he, of course, has remarried within a day and a half oh, after yeah, she yeah, left. Yeah. It's sort of like, Harriet, Harriet, Harriet. I thought you were so much bigger than that, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's definitely fell off the pedestal a little bit. It yeah. was all about a boy, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, and who knows how much of that is I true actually looked either. it up afterwards. Oh, and it is yeah, true? Unfortunately, it oh, is. Wow. But so, so if anything, the movie was a little bit, Harriet disappointed me a little yeah. bit, but beautiful performance and great. Yeah. yeah but right. it was like, it, I think it's important because, just like I think if, if a movie is halfway decent and it's about the Holocaust, I I'm want on. it. I'm in. I'm in. You know, though, you just can't, because it infuriates me, the, the idea that well, even the, the hint of people forgetting about it. Or, or worse, saying it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, you know, what was so, that film that, you know, oh, it was right. like, just, just two or three years ago, yeah. and I thought, everybody needs to see this film. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy, so, crazy. so it's important, but at the same time, and I think it sounds like you feel the same way, you almost feel like you got a gun to your head, like you got to see certain movies, otherwise, oh, well, if you don't think Selma is an incredible movie, you must be a racist. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah, or... Yeah, yeah. Even um, but did you think Selma was an incredible movie? No, oh. I think it was. I think that movie and Hidden Figures, I think they were good movies, but I thought they were kind of TV movies. I mean, I just didn't think they were great. I I thought the subject was important. I was going to say for me, Hidden Figures was a great movie mm-hmm. because I didn't know about those women. Yeah, and again, those are those secondary historical figures that yeah. I wish I knew more. Oh yeah, of. yeah. You know, I wish I had. You know, so for me, that was what it was about. But I did not think that those performances were Academy Award worthy. Right. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Though. Talk it's, about degree of difficulty. Yeah. It was a one point as yeah. far as I was concerned. Yeah. You know, like at least. Harriet had to walk through mud. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she, she had to really do that. So from you know, from my perspective, you know, the degree of difficulty was a little bit more. You know, and but. sure enough, with hidden figures, what's the most dramatic scene? It's uh, Kevin Costner, the middle-aged white knocking guy, knocking down the white sign. Down the, yeah. the sign. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that you know. Anyway, okay. Do so. Do you have any more? Uh, two more foreign films: uh, "Portrait of a Lady on Fire," yeah, and uh, "Pain and Glory," the Almodovar. Oh. Have you seen that? Yes, I really yeah. like that too. Yeah. It, that was another one that snuck up on me, though. It was like I was watching, going, "Well, it's interesting, it's interesting." But then by the end, where I realized, just coming to terms with his past, and also the idea that I mean, it was clearly autobiographical. The the movie was was filmed in the director's apartment his actual apartment in Madrid and and how you know even somebody who's famous like him the the fact that he felt like he had disappointed his mother that he didn't love up to her isn't his that, expectations isn't that just the the typical storyline yeah. yeah but yeah. i just thought you know that huh. i thought huh. that i don't it know was that beautiful. i would have picked that but now that you're saying it i really slotted in there excellent mm. choice and banderas was uh, you know was such a good role for again him. somebody who walked away from acting for 15 or 20 years and i'm so glad he's back yeah. this is his second or third film i think in the last couple of years since yeah. Since he um he broke up with uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. okay um all right I'm gonna throw two more on the table Ford versus Ferrari and I'm doing this okay. as a feminist I think it's a rom I think it's a it's a it's a it's not a rom com but it's a it's a girl film hmm. and you know 
I actually, I grew up in Detroit, and my dad's office was two doors down from Henry Ford's office. So that entire thing that takes place at headquarters is right, all those suits, and it's the time when I was there, too. So I know those men. I knew BB. I knew, you know, like it was a, you know, but my point being, I'm sure that had something to do with it, but from my perspective, it was the first time that I could go to a, a film that was really, the, when it started and they were doing the vroom, 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 I thought I was going to yeah. shoot my, I thought, well, I have to sit here for two and a half yeah. hours and I'm going to see a bunch of cars going around in a circle. Yeah. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> and God, I thought it was brilliant. And mm. I thought it was, we talked, you know, in our last podcast with Little Women about how women have spent a lifetime putting themselves in the place of male roles because yeah. we didn't have female roles on the screen to look at. We didn't have stars. Right. So, you know, they were always secondary characters who loved a man, basically. Yeah. So we were always putting ourselves in those roles. I mean, here were two men who I thought had so many feminine qualities, each of them, in this environment, which, you know, I mean, I remember when my dad would go to work at the glass, they called it the glass house, which was Ford headquarters. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, something happens there that I could never understand. You mm. know, I mean, my dad, you know, and when he would come home, we'd have to be quiet because he was oh, home. Oh, well, and, yeah. You know, it's like he worked so hard. Yeah. And, you know, if Henry Ford was coming for dinner, oh, my wow. God. You know, it was a big deal, right? So so I guess from, I, I thought that was an important film for women. So I'm not putting it as wow, one of the best so films. that's so interesting. But I love that film because yeah. I think both those two male characters who are, the stage is set for this very male, you know, race car environment, but both of them have such incredible reach in terms of their appeal to me from a feminist wow. perspective. That's so. so interesting. Yeah. I didn't um, see did that at all, that? but you now I'd want to see the movie again for, yeah. just to look at that. I saw it twice for that wow. reason. I went back and saw it. I also went, my bunch of high school girlfriends came. So they came, we all went together, and all of our dads worked at Ford. Yeah. One of them was, her dad was one of the designers of the Mustang. So she had all these, I mean, it was fun to do that as a group, because we were all living it, you know, so we were all there. My dad and, worked for Chrysler. Oh, he did? Yeah, I'm from Detroit. Oh, you are where? Uh, Mount Clemens oh, in Southfield. Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bloomfield. Okay, yeah. well, you know, yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain it to somebody, and I said, you know, in our parking lot, the parking space you got as a senior was directly related to your father's hierarchy at Ford. It's really crazy. Okay, and then the other one was Bombshell, which I think is, oh. I think is an important film. Yeah, I think it really helps us to understand what's happened, and um, I think it's an important film for women to see to know you can step step forward. Yeah. And, change change the trajectory of where you're going so well and it also i think does a good job of just really capturing what seemed believable to me uh, the, that toxic environment well ailes was you know the devil you know but yeah i think but i don't think again i don't think it's one of the best films made but i think yeah. it's an important film yeah so i wanted to put that in yeah. so yeah. Right, we've gone way over but it was so oh, worth sorry. it don't be sorry ever yeah <laughs> uh, so worth it I really, really enjoyed having this time with you. Oh, we'll man, do it again I did too. many I, times. I, yeah. So anyway, who knows what twenty twenty is going to hold? Yeah. You know, we'll have to we'll have to keep in touch and, and get back on it. But I hope we all we all hope you had a great uh, two thousand and nineteen at yeah. films. And what we didn't talk about, which I really want to do more of, are some of the TV series that are coming mm. that are out because nobody's reviewing them enough, and yeah. they're you know stuff like unbelievable, etc. Talk about important. You know, every every American needs to see that film yeah. from so many perspectives. So yeah. 2020, I think, is going to be more about what's on the screen, not on the big screen necessarily. Yeah. So and yeah. we'll see what Apple TV does. What do you think about Apple TV to end? Well, you know. It's a lot of money they got. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know, I, things are changing. Uh, and the, you my feel, concern you is feel this. It? Is just, feel oh, it yeah. My, my concern, though, is just there's so much. It's like. Like one time in Detroit, I went and I went to Saunders, oh, sure. you know, yeah. and I said, I decided to, I, I said, okay, I'll have a, a Huffage Sunday, which was, I said, and let's cut out the middleman, get rid of the ice cream. I just want to pull up Huffage Sunday. <laughs> and it was just too much. I thought it'd be a wonderful thing, but it was too much. How to old see were the, you? I was about 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. And 
it's almost like there's so much to see. It's like, well, I gotta, I gotta carve out a little time to live. <laughs> you know? so, well, the other thing is the algorithms that like Netflix uses, for example, mm, are wrong. Mm. They're not putting in front of me the things that I do want to see. Yeah. But also, like, did you see the Bill Gates documentary? Ugh. It's three part. It's a three part series. It will change the way you think about the world. Wow. Okay. There's so much that's great in there, but yeah. it, it wouldn't have come up on your algorithm. Yeah. And so. You know, it's very hard to to filter down into what we should be watching. So I get that. That's definitely part of it. But I do want to do more reviews of things off the big screen. Well, I think that's, you know, I mean, yeah. that's where people are going to see. Yeah, they are. You know, so it makes sense. Yeah, well, it's also more cost effective. Yeah. But we're not going to end on money. So yeah. anyway, it's a great year of film. Yes, it okay. was. Thank you. Thank you.